This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Larry, how are we doing this fine evening? Ready for another Mets game? <laughs> how about that? Yeah, I hear you. How well, happy should I be? I've got a starting pitcher tonight, Gordon, with a yeah. 8.08 ERA. We saw oh, him. baby. Oh, right. yes. Well, here's the thing. Um, last night, yeah. baseball's weird. Baseball is just a weird sport. It's weirder than all the other sports. So if you were looking for the Mets to turn things around last night, you would say, all right, well, the reason they're going to turn it around last night is because they've got uh, Justin Verlander on the mound. Yep. And he's going to go out there and give him a fighting chance. The offense is going to score runs like they've been scoring recently, and uh, mm-hmm. everything's going to be okay. Right. And that doesn't happen. The offense goes sideways again when mm-hmm. they get a good pitching performance like we've seen before. So tonight you go into the night saying, well, tonight, how can I have any confidence? The, the offense scored zero, you know, basically did nothing last night. They scored one run. And I got a guy on the mound tonight who's got an ERA of eight. That's not hyperbole. He literally has an ERA of eight this season. Yep. And the way the baseball is weird, tonight will be the game you win. So Billy Upless spoke today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from your lips to God's ears. Okay. Because I got to say this, Gordon. Look, I'm, there's always, and fans understand this, right? There's always the valley. There's peaks, but there's always the valley. And Gordon, it's hard to be a Met fan right now. It's really hard. It, it's a real struggle. And the reason why it's a real struggle is because as you've mentioned, there's really nothing that you've seen that you could say, okay, at least we do that. Going in, at least I know that we've got a shot because we pitch well. We're just not hitting. At least I know we've got a shot because our defense, we're in every game because our defense plays well. You know, we steal bases. We run the base paths well. We do the little things. So we're in every game. We have a shot to win every game. Excuse me. That's not what this team is right now. And I get so tired of complaining about this team. I'm so frustrated with wanting to be like people called last night. They want to be optimistic. But how can you be optimistic when you, when, when you see what's going on here? And and I, I can't wait to hear from the Mets fans. I know you guys are getting ready to watch the game with one eye open because you're, you're watching like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. But I got to hear from you real quick. 1-800-919-3776. Because Steve Cohen says he's going to speak tomorrow. Gordon, what is Steve? Now we'll hear from Billy Epler in a minute. But what is Steve Cohen going to say? What would you like for him to say? You know what I'd like for him to say, Gordon? Tell me. I'd like for him to say, I hate the way this team is playing right now. I am so disappointed in the way this team is playing right now. And if things don't turn around at the trade deadline, there's going to be changes because I refuse to accept. Our fans won't. Our fans don't like it. Management doesn't like it, and I don't like it. And there will be changes on this team unless they turn things around before the trade deadline. That's what I want to hear from Steve Cohen tomorrow. Well, look, I, I've heard a lot uh, about Steve Cohen. Uh, we've not really heard from Steve Cohen all that often since he bought the team. But you've always heard that he's just like the fans. He's a he's a huge Met fan, and he wants to win like the fans want them to win. And I think tomorrow is really the first time that he is going to speak when they're having major adversity. So let's see, is he more of the owner 
or is he more of the fan? Because I think right now the fans would feel a little bit better if they saw some fire and brimstone from the owner. It can't be what he said in the post a couple of weeks ago. It can't be that, Gordon. No. It can't be that it's, because it's, it's things far, have, the situation's far worse than it was a absolutely. couple of weeks ago. Absolutely. So it can't be that. It can't be, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. What does that get me? Right, that ship is sailed. This team is is a Gordon, they're eight and a half games out of a playoff spot. And we're not even and, and they shouldn't even be thinking about playoffs the way they're playing. This is so far, they are so far out of the out of the conversation. It's about can this team get to five hundred? <laughs> that's that's the question. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if they can. By the all star break? I I don't know. I don't think so. Not the way they're playing. Yeah, I mean, they are the – given all that has gone into them, they are the most disappointing team in baseball. Um, yeah, no you know, question. When you spend all the money that they've spent and the expectations that they had coming into the season, for you not even to be at 500, for you to almost be playing your way out of contention even before you get to the halfway point when you've spent by far the most money in the sport – this is uh, th- this is going to tell you know we can blame Epler and we can blame Buck and we can blame the players, but at the end of the day, th- he's the owner. Yeah, and and we're still kind of finding out about the owner. Yep. And the only thing that we've found out from Steve Cohen is that he spends a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's it, and that and that's nice, but they have not spent it well clearly because this has been a disaster so far this year. So it'll be interesting to hear what he actually says if he actually says anything tomorrow. Yeah. Well, he said. He has set it up for you to think that there will be something because he said, you're going to hear directly from me tomorrow. I'm meeting the media before the game. You'll hear directly from me. So, like I said, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a strong statement to put the players on notice. Of course they know they're not playing well. Of course they know they should be better. Of course they know that they are ridiculous the way they're performing. Of course they know they should run the bases better and field better and hit better and pitch better. That's obvious. Showalter knows it. The players know it. Cohen knows it. Eplin knows it. Everybody knows it, okay? But nobody's getting them to do something different because every single night it is something the same. So from the owner, I need to hear from him to say, I don't, I'm tired of taking this. I'm not taking this anymore. And if it continues, there will be changes. I mean, Gordon, he's got to say something. Yeah, he's got to say something, but I think the cat's already out of the bag. Now, now maybe maybe he's going to pull a big swerve with uh, with what he says as opposed to what uh, Billy Epler said or what Buck Showalter has said or what a lot of people are saying within the sport that there's not major changes coming and Mets are going to ride this out because if they're going to ride this out, what is there for, for Steve Cohen to really say? Then he might as well not say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's come across, yeah. Might as, well not, might as well stick with the statement he had earlier. I'm going to stick with this. I'm not going to move. I mean, only Buster Olney was on. I heard him talking about Buck Showalter. Yeah, I agree. He said, you know, if anything, they'll they'll move Showalter. They'll discuss it at the end of the season, and whatever they'll do, they'll do. We had a caller last night, you know, with Stern, who's supposed to be coming in and running things maybe at the end of the season. So, you know, we get all that. We understand all that. But, Gordon, that doesn't help now. That doesn't address what's going on right now with this ball club. And, and it seems like the, the narrative is, well, you know, Steve Cohen is not going to blow up over the problems that the team is going to have, or he's not going to blow up the team. He's not going to make major change. But can, is there some middle ground? Is there, some, is, there, is there something that we can come up with between blowing up the team 
and status quo. Because status quo, patience is overrated in sports a lot of times. Think about all the different coaching changes and GM changes and player changes that we've gone through the last year, two years, five years, ten years. Very rarely has there been a time where we're like, we look back on it and say, you know what, we should have given this person more time. We should have given mm-hmm. that person more time. Patience is overrated. So it's nice to say we're going to be patient and we're not going to blow this thing up because we're going to take a, a long-term view and we're going to look at this rationally. And we're not. Sometimes you need a little shakeup. And uh, I think if the Mets, I don't know what, it, what the move is, if it's a trade, if it's a firing or something, I don't think that you necessarily have to blow things up, but status quo is not working. It's not getting done. It's not. And you owe it to your fans to say something and to do something with this team. Because you can't continue to wait. Well, it's a veteran team. You know what's happening. You look at what their history has been on the back of the baseball card and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, fine. I'm looking at them right now. This is not what's on the back of the baseball card. So what do we do? Do we just keep sending them out there? And Well, you know, it should turn around. It should get better. It, 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 it should be because of the way these guys have been. They've been through adversity. They should, well, they can't get out of it. This, Gordon, we're in June. Friday, Saturday is July. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's been this yep. way all season. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if anything, it's getting worse. Yes. It's not getting better. It's, it's gone from bad to worse to laughable, to, to punchline, to laughingstock. They are five games away from last place in the division. Five games. Yeah, it really feels like this is this is a crossroads kind of moment. Like this is the Rubicon, right? If you if you cannot win these series at home against these teams, uh, it's not even that it puts you too far back to catch up. But why would I think you're going to catch up if, if we've got if we've gone into July and you haven't figured it out yet, and you're not going to change anything, which is what you're telling me you're not going to do? Okay, then we're just going down with the ship. Yeah, that's what it looks like. 1-800-919-3776. Also, hit us up on Twitter, at Hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM. What do you want Steve Cohen to say tomorrow at his press conference before the game? We'll get your thoughts next. It's Hardesty and Damer in for Dan on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. What you are expecting Steve Cohen to say in his press conference before the game tomorrow? I know what I want to hear. See what you want to hear. Vinny's in Jersey. Vinny, start us off on the Dan Grasser Show. Hey, what's going on, guys? A longtime Mets fan here. There's something with this team that's not quantifiable, but I want to see if you guys agree with me, okay? That would be – that would be – Going back to two, three, four years ago, this core of Nimmo, Alonzo, and I'm not saying they're the problem this year, but the core of Nimmo, Alonzo, Lindor, McNeil, they've come up bad in a lot of big spots. I question the character in this, and this team is very soft to me. They just don't have the, the, they don't have the fight that I would expect this team to have. And I think that's a real issue beyond this season because you're not getting rid of those four guys. What are your thoughts on that? Vinny, I could not agree with you more. This is the point that I've brought up for the last week or so. It just seems like they are, they are mentally soft when the, when the pressure is on. 
they melt down. Now, I, I can't go back. I'm not a Met fan, so I don't remember, you know, four years ago. But I would say in the last year plus, last year, I don't know how you really could debate it. Uh, they had the huge lead. Everything went right for them early on. They were winning all the time. They, it seemed like they scored runs in the first inning every game. Uh, and then when, when the pressure hit late in the season and the Braves caught up and they had that big series against the Braves, Mets melted down. Uh, there's no question about it. And then when they got into the playoffs against the Padres, while they were able to force a game three, game three really could not have gone where would they have one hit in that game. And then this year with the expectations – they have not met those expectations. And they are far more ta- – I don't know if they're as good as the expectations were. Clearly not. But they are better than a team that's seven, eight games under five hundred and fading fast. They're much better than that, Gordon. And they do have a glass chin. And that's why you expected veterans like Verlander and Scherzer, guys who won, guys who know what it takes to win, uh, Marte, you surrounded your younger nucleus. And look, Lindor's not that young, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You surround your younger nucleus with guys who have won, and they're supposed to bring that intangible to you. They, they know what it takes to win. And so they're not helping. So now the question becomes, okay, what, what, what are we going to do? What, what is the change? How do we get this team? Even through adversity, Gordon, they, they don't seem to be – Pulling the rope. Now, I haven't, I'm not saying they quit. No. But what I am saying is you don't see them. Are they really fighting to save the ship here? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. From an emotional standpoint of a fan, Gordon, I'm not seeing that from this team. And, and, and I'm not comparing, but I'll use an example. Gordon, I'm not seeing what the Yankees are doing with the, what the Yankees are doing. I'm not seeing that with the Mets. I'm not seeing guys, not now. I mean, Alvarez did it for a while, okay? Beatty did it for a while. It was the young kids who were trying to save the team. Okay, and, and when you think about it, even when Alonzo first came up or his, or his, even in the second year, he was clearly the leader in the clubhouse because he was the guy that was talking all the time. He was the guy that was saying, you know what, I, we have to do better. We got to take some things. I have to take the things on my shoulders. So he's got that leadership thing. You know, I, I think he does, and the fact that he was out, of course it hurt the team. But I don't see that fight. Gordon, you, you laugh and you joke, and, and, and I understand what you're saying about the Yankee lineup, but Powers is hitting, McKinney's hitting. They're, tr- they're willing, they're, t- they're doing things to help their team win. Okay? And, I'm, and, and it, it's, not a, it's not a Hall of Fame lineup, and you're, it's, it's not a great lineup in your record. You're not running away with the division, but you're not eight games under 500 either. No, uh, and it's weird that you would say that a team has a glass chin or is mentally soft when they are a veteran team. I mean, the Mets are one of the older teams in Major League Baseball. They are laden with guys who have been around the block once or twice. So it's very strange. There is a missing quality there. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know how you get it at this point of the season when you've made as many acquisitions and made as many moves as you have made and, and are now locked in to as many moves as you have. But they got they need somebody to step up and 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 say that this is unacceptable and we're we're going to fix this somehow. Absolutely, uh, Dave's in the car. What's up, Dave? Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Great show. You know, um, I think that uh, we're at the point with the Mets, and I'll just bounce this off of you. Um, they took a gamble. Um, they took a gamble, and it's failed miserably a lot a lot similar to what happened over there in Brooklyn with the Nets, okay? And if you have sports columnists and sports writers saying that even though the Heat went on a great run, 
Many of them are still saying, hey, it was actually a fluke. If you take a 30,000-degree look at it, they respect it, but there's a, an element of fluke to it. Last year for the Mets was a fluke, and I hate to say this, I think that the veterans should be ashamed and the owners should be all over uh, Buck Walter because there are a lot of veterans on that team, but they're not responding. They're not responding the way the players on the Heat responded to Spolstra. Okay, they're not responding. They're not responding the way the Lakers might have responded when they saw LeBron out there hobbling on his foot, and they quite honestly paid the Denver Nuggets better than the Miami Heat. I really look at their body language, and I think this team is shot. They need to strip it down and rebuild something similar to what the Nets did. I know it sounds like I have a quitter's mentality, but if anyone could sell me the upside, I'm all ears. Thanks. All right, Dave. I just don't. Thanks for the call. What are you going to do with Verland and Scherzer? Yeah, yeah. nobody's taking those guys you unless you pay all the money. Uh, maybe you can get a prospect back for those guys, but then you're starting over at square one in the rotation. Yeah. You, you, uh, the, it, where, where are you building your rotation? You, you've built your rotation around those two guys. And, and the Mets are kind of locked into certain guys where either they're guys you don't want to give up, right? You don't want to give up Pete Alonso. You don't want to give up Francisco no. Lindor. Uh, you don't want to give up Nimmo. But they all have big long-term deals. Jeff McNeil just signed a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nimmo just signed a long-term deal. Marte still has two years, $20 million each those next two years. So they're not really in the position. Now, maybe they can do some, some re-juggling of, of things. Every team undergoes some change. But a hard reset or a rebuild for this Mets team, it does feel like that maybe last year everything went as well as it's ever going to. And this mm. year it's going as badly as it possibly can. Yeah. So maybe yeah. the truth is somewhere in the middle. But I guess my question, if I had one for Steve Cohen tomorrow, is what are you doing right now? It's all yeah. well and good to have plans for the future or next year or this thing or that thing. But what can be done right now and what is being done right now to fix what's going wrong with this team? Spikes in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? You know, I should have listened to you last night, Gordon. When you when you warned me, when I said it couldn't get worse, so then I, <laughs> never say it can't get worse because the, no, the, the fates, I, the the gods, whatever you want to call it, can always find a way. Yeah, I I know, and you know me. You guys know me better than anybody. I, I just look for the optimistic side. You know, when you get older, you see things. You're hoping for the best, and and I get off and I'm watching the rest of the game, and you know the way it played out. Of course, you feel bad for Mets. And I'm thinking about what he's going to say tomorrow. Uh, the last comparison to the to the Heat and, and the Lakers it was, it was a good comparison. But so I don't know what kind of delay you're on now. I got this new gizmo on my TV that one of my boys gave me. It's got 4,000 stations, literally. It's got every sport, every package. It's unbelievable. I don't know what the delay is on your end, but the, I just watched the Mets. I don't want to steal the thunder. I don't know how you are, but Mets got out of a jam in the first inning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, not knowing. And I'm looking at who's pitching eight earned run average for this guy. <laughs> and, right. you know, uh, and Milwaukee's got a pretty good team. They look like they're underperforming a little bit. And I'm going to just keep my mouth shut. I think <laughs> what he has to do tomorrow. Now, remember, he's a hedge fund guy. Which, so Some may think it's ill-gotten games. But he made a boatload of money. And he bought a toys in his early 60s. He had a little piece. Maybe he comes on and just says, I'm taking the, uh, I'm emptying the pocketbook, as they used to say. It's probably not politically correct anymore, because I'll tell you one thing. 
He's going to go out at the trade deadline and just buy everybody. And that will please the fans for a while, but they're just not performing. They look, you know, it's like a big orchestra in the conductor's office or something. They just look out of sync. I can't figure it out. The, the, everyone, the faces that McNeil's making, you're watching that closely? Yeah, he's making he's these weird faces and, and the, the effort. And, and the one that really throws me off, and you can relate to it probably, well, you covered the Yankees for a while, Larry. Mm-hmm. Buck looks off, man. He just, and he's getting short fused. He's always uh, knows how to handle a press conference. And wh- how many times can you ask him uh, that his team screwed up? What is he going to say? But I don't know. I just hope the Mets start winning because I hate when good friends and relatives are so upset with it. But they, they look like they're not even making an effort. Am I off? Uh, you know what, Spike? Thanks for the phone call. I'm not ready to say that they're not making an effort. I'm ready to say, Gordon, that they're trying too hard. In a lot of cases, I think they're trying too hard. I think some of these guys got sawdust on their in their batting gloves, trying to get a big hit. I think guys are trying to do do whatever they can, doing it on their own, trying to take the extra base. Uh, I I just think that it's not a very good team right now. And I also think Gordon, to be honest, I think some guys are, are kind of shocked at what's happening, and they kind of lost their way. I think some of them are, are just trying to figure out what is going on here and why hasn't this thing turned around. Um, I will disagree. I, I don't think Steve Cohen is going to go at the trade deadline and, and start making major moves because that's why they ran into the problems they had last year. And, and that would be another question. Do you regret the approach last year at the trade deadline where you didn't want to give up the young prospects because you were looking long-term when last year, given the season that you were having, that's the ultimate short-term play, right? We're in the middle of a, a great season, one of the best seasons in franchise history, and you didn't want to give up future prospects, so you wound up with, with Daniel Vogelback and Darren oh. Ruff and, and those kind oh. of moves. So that's another question for him. But I don't think – he can't go out and, and spend at the trade deadline. He can use the, the payroll and, and eat some money that, and not get a prospect or two back that way. But I don't think that that fixes this team. I don't know that there's any fix for this team. This team – has to show you something more before you can say, you know what, I feel like i got to sink more into it when you've already sunk the most in the history of the sport. Somebody's got to go from this team. And and it's got to be – I don't know who it is, Gordon, off the top of my head. I don't know. But somebody's got to go from this team. And show, it's something going on in that clubhouse perhaps. But for me, once again, as I started, that's what i got to hear from Cohen tomorrow, that he says – if something doesn't change and this doesn't turn around, I'm making changes. And maybe that'll be something that will shock them. Maybe it'll be, you know, because Billy Epler will hear from him. I mean, well, we're going to – he lost me. Can I just be honest with you, Gordon? Uh-huh. He lost me today. He lost Well, you know, we're looking at the draft. and, and Stop. I don't need to know about that. I don't, I don't need to know about <laughs> all this draft. stuff. I don't need to know about that. I don't need to know all this. Here's what I need to know. Here's what I need to know. What are you going to do? Who, you know, obviously, he's not going to tell me who he's looking at, obviously. I mean, I don't expect him to do that. But I just, Gordon, it just seems like there's no sense of urgency from anybody in the front office on this team. Just to me. Looking at this as a fan. If I'm a fan, I'm like, I'm not here. There doesn't seem to be anybody that that's really, like, what do we always say? Going, I want yelling and screaming. I want I want stuff thrown. I want you know. And obviously, the maybe they're doing that behind the scenes, and we don't know. But from the owner, 
who is speaking tomorrow, who has called a press conference, Gordon, I think it has to be something that is more forceful than the interview he did in the Post a couple of weeks ago. It's got to be because the situation warrants it. Hard to see you, Damien Fograsso on 98.7 ESPN. I got this new gizmo on my TV. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. One of the benefits you have is that every time you, you, know, you play, you have a chance of changing the story. And, you know, we've got a, a decent amount of runway here before the deadline. And so we'd hope that we can change the story. And if we, we can, then we can add. And, you know, if it doesn't, then, then we'll just have to kind of create other opportunities and, and see what else exists out there and see how we can kind of serve the long-term blueprint of the organization. But right now, it's the kind of the focus is on the present and um, how we can attack each day. Billy Epler, general manager of the Mets. Those are his plans for the deadline, Gordon. Mm. <sighs> Lots of runway. But, uh, Billy, pull up. Pull up, Billy. <laughs> Lots of runway. <laughs> The fence is down. It's, it's coming up quickly. Uh, Billy, in case you hadn't noticed, the fire department's on the runway. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're standing by. <laughs> they are standing by. The hoses are ready. <laughs> Hardest and Damon for Dan Grasso. 1-800-919-3776. Nick is in the Big Apple. What's up, Nick? Hey, how you doing? First of all, I think the perfect manager will be Carlos Belcher. Okay. Let me finish. And then you pitch your coach. Okay, now, listen to this lineup that I, I I project. This would make jump them. Lindor leading off, Nimmo up second, Alvarez up third, Alonzo up fifth, fourth, Marte up fifth, Kent, uh, what's the O'Neill, uh, yeah, the second baseman up sixth. That, that would help them, no? And I'll let you just go. All right, Nick, thanks for the phone call. I mean, Showalter has twisted this lineup every which way, Gordon. I, it's, it's not just that. It's, it's, it's deeper than the lineup. And I get what you're saying about Carlos Beltran, and, you know, we'll see what happens if there will be a managerial change. Maybe there will be. But, but Gordon, I don't it's, – it's crazy because, yeah, you think if, if it was a hitting situation and you switched the lineup, okay, I hear what you're saying. But when, when – you get good pitching, you don't get hitting. Yeah. It's it's something else. It's it's really it's the mindset of this team right now that they can't do everything. They can't play the complete game. They just can't. They can't hit, run, field <laughs> at the same time. Every day, every day it's something. Every else. day. Every day. Something fails. Yeah. Every and nobody's expecting them to be perfect. We're not saying they have to be perfect. But they gotta be better than what they've been. Could you just be good? We're not asking for great. Could you just be good? Could you get? Can be? Can you be mediocre? Mediocre would be an improvement right now. And uh, in terms of his lineup, he lost me after moving Nimmo out of the leadoff spot. Why you would move the guy that has by far the highest on base percentage out of the leadoff spot makes no sense to me. No, you can't do that. He's got. He's got to stay where he is. Right. That, that, that is. part of it is generally where he's had a good season. He's done his job. It's the rest of the lineup that is, you know, it's Marte, it's it's Lindor, Alonzo has been, he's hit a bunch of home runs early, but he's really tailed off. McNeil has been a shell of his former self. Vogelback has played far too often. The kids had hot starts and kind of cooled off from then and now uh, are not playing all that regularly. So there's a lot. I mean, to me, the biggest problem, and I think everybody agrees, their plan was flawed. 
their plan was our pitching staff is going to be led by Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, and they're going to be able to cover up the other spots because they're so two out of every five days, we're going to have aces on the mound. And unfortunately, they've been bad, and they haven't pitched deep into games. So yeah. it's exposed your bullpen, which lost Diaz before the season started, but was not a strength anyway. And then we can throw other things into the fire. It's a big fire at this point with lots of things to blame. But I think fundamentally their plan was flawed. Yeah. And, it's, and, you, and you're looking at it again. And you would have – and here's the thing. Because you won 101 games last year, Gordon, you doubled down. Okay, we don't know what's going on with DeGrom. We're not signing DeGrom. Let's get somebody else to replace DeGrom because, you know, <laughs> he never pitches. <laughs> so – and they got Verlander. Uh, Sion Award winner. Well, Gordon, I mean, you know, I, I can't kill him. Right. It should have worked. <laughs> On paper, it should work. But it's it's not just them. See, that's the other thing. It, no, they haven't performed. But it's not just them. It's, you know, it's the, just everything has fallen apart. I thought that with the way he melted down last year, uh, he was expendable. Losing Bassett was a yeah. big loss because he gave you a lot of innings. He was a consistent presence throughout the, the regular season, even though it did not wind up the way you, you wanted it to wind up. I mean, he made 30 starts last year. He pitched 180 innings, and he gave you a guy every fifth day where you kind of knew what you were going to get. The Mets don't have enough of those starts this year where you know what you're going to get on the mound. And Singa, who replaced him, has not replaced him. No. He's exactly. been okay, but he He's hasn't been hit replaced or miss him. as well. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't replaced him. And Carrasco has not been as good as he was last year. Nope. And you know, McGill, uh, McGill mm -hmm. has not been good. Nope. Peterson, who was good last year, oh has God, not been good. Terrible. So, so your whole pitching is broken down. But Gordon. Then when you do get the hit pitching, you don't get the hitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, there's a lot of there's a lot of areas um, where you can blame it. Absolutely, uh, there's a lot of things that have gone wrong. It's a, it's a nightly thing where it's a different factor every single night. But to me, if I were putting if we were doing an autopsy on the 2023 Mets, the first area that I would look at is that the plan was flawed in the starting rotation, and everything mm. kind of falls in line after that. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Andrew in Jersey. Andrew, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, Andrew? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this press conference tomorrow. I think what I need more than anything as a, just a diehard Met fan, I'm 36. They've never won a World Series in my lifetime. I don't think that's changing anytime soon, given what I've been seeing. Uh, but I want Cohen to acknowledge the mistakes that they made. And, you know, to what you guys were saying before, the pitching – on paper, you can almost forgive. You know, you got Verlander, you got Scherzer, you had to plug the DeGrom hole. All of it kind of made sense on paper. No one was complaining about it before the year started. I think in addition to the fact these guys are 40, I think this pitch clock thing is really working them to a degree that they weren't previously being worked. And that's why you're not getting them as deep into games. You're not getting them as effective on the mound. But more importantly than all of that is if everything was exactly as it was last year, we still had nothing from the catching position. We had nothing from the DH position. Alvarez should have been up here day one, and they should have signed J.D. Martinez or Josh Bell or literally anyone other than Daniel Vogelback would have sufficed. We've been playing eight versus nine this whole time, and it's just, I mean, how they expected this to work is frankly uh, mind-boggling to me. And I understand changes aren't coming right away, but I need an acknowledgement that they know that they, that they 
made these mistakes, how these mistakes were made, and that they're not going to be made moving forward. I get that, Andrew. Thanks for the phone call. I'll settle for that. But along with that, with that acknowledgement, something's got to change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something's got to change I, this year. And I don't know if Cohen knows what he's walking into tomorrow. I know he's a very smart guy. He's made billions of dollars and all that type of stuff. But I would think if you're a billionaire and things go wrong in your business when you're that rich, you can say kind of whatever you want and people are going to take it because you're that rich. This is a different arena. Um, mm-hmm. And, and this, this is, he's been under the honeymoon period since buying the Mets. Yeah. Uh, he, he bought them away from the Will Ponds. He's the richest guy. People, you know, Met fans love him. They go out and win 101 games last year. Everything's great. They're going to win a World Series. He said what he what fans want to hear. Well, I want to win a World Series between three and five years. This is the first time where he's going to really face some some real criticism, some real pointed questions. This has been a honeymoon up until this point. So uh, it'll be interesting. To, and he's saying, oh, I'm going to give you straight answers tomorrow. We'll see. We'll find out. He owes it to the franchise and to mm. the to the fans. He owes, yeah. he owes some answers, Gordon. He does. He but it's very the, but it's very them. hard to say. Well, we're not going to blow this up. We're not going to make any changes. But I'm also going to give you straight answers. Yeah, that's why I because, said he, because you're going to be criticizing somebody, right? Got to. And he'll probably say it starts with me. We haven't. It hasn't worked out. It's not the way we wanted it. It starts with me. And I'm. And we're working hard to change it. By doing what? Mm. <laughs> That's gonna be the question. It's gonna be the question, because if you're working hard to change it, we're not seeing any dividends. We're not seeing any evidence of a change. I mean, Gordon, you can't even. If 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 you could win two in a row, that would be great. It'd be a good start at this point. Yeah, yeah. and and and. Just play well. Is is that doable? <laughs> Please. Well, if it happens tonight, that will be one in a row. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know it will I guess be. That's I guess that's where it's got to start. And it will be right on time for him tomorrow. <laughs> it, it would be, right it would be a good yeah. It would be a good idea for them to play well tonight. Yes, I it would, would think be. So. Yeah, I would be. A bad game tonight might change the might change the narrative tomorrow. <laughs> this is what I got to face after what. After, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, it's pr- it's just as well he didn't have that press conference after Sunday. Sunday, oh. would, that would have been that would have been a tough one. <laughs> Oof. It would have been. It would have been. Somebody might have got Carlos Bo- Carlos Beltran as the man. Yeah, too. yeah, it might have been, been a Carlos Beltran sighting. Yep. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. It's hard to see Damon for Grasso on ninety eight seven ESPN. Yeah, let's just go. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. No, not at this juncture. No, I think that teams realize where they are. And like, look, if we're just talking about the baseball calendar, the draft's right around the corner. That tends to occupy a lot of uh, a lot of bandwidth in, in front offices in the game right now. I think just this juncture, you know, you're starting to have some initial conversations about what you might do and what you might be interested in, things of that nature, but nothing as specific as you're asking about. Billy Epler was asked, are you fielding trade calls? Not right now, Gordon. Not right now, because the people are focused on the draft. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about trades right now. And the not other general. reason is because everybody's in the, everybody's in the wild card, helping you. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard to find teams. It's really going to be teams that are within the chase, likely that are trading with other teams that are in the chase, and you're just trying to cover up your weakness with maybe a strength that you have, or 
it's not going to be real buyers and sellers. It doesn't. It doesn't look like because again, just about everybody's in it. Yeah. Now, now we still got some time, so teams could fall out of it. I guess the Cardinals are. You know, we ran through it last night. The American League: Tigers, White Sox, Royals, A's. Those are the teams that are out of it in the American League. It's not a lot. The National no. League: It's the Nationals, it's the Cardinals. The Rockies, those are the teams that are out of it right now, but we expect, you know, I kind of expect the Cardinals to be a little bit better. I don't know if the Pirates are out of it. I mean, maybe they are, but they're still ahead of the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of teams that are going to still be in it. And if you're a team like a lot of those teams, like the Pirates, like the Cubs, that have not been good for a while, maybe you're willing to stay in it a little bit longer because – this is this might be your chance for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna roll the dice, see what happens. Yeah, wait till the very last minute, and then you'll like everybody. You know, you'll reevaluate your situation as, days before the, around the All Star break. You reevaluate your position. You see where you are, where the team is, and what's available. Mm-hmm. It's the wise thing to do. I get it. I get it. That's what you should be doing. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Sean's in Queens. Sean, you're next on ninety eight seven. Yo, how you guys doing? Sean. <clears throat> Yo, I just want to say real quick, you guys are making a lot of great points. I think the previous caller made a lot of good points. I want to say two things. Number one, uh, Kodai Sanga, I get it. He hasn't been lights out, but I think if Scherzer and Verlander were doing what everybody expected them to do, he would be a really, really solid number three. Um, and also, I think you guys are right. I thought Carrasco was washed up last year. Uh, they should have kept Bassett, gave him some money or something, because he is way better. And the one last thing, all this talk of trades, I get it. But, I mean, you got Nimmo, Lindor, Alonzo. Now you got Alvarez, Beatty, Marte. A lot of them, I guess, aren't playing up to snuff. But these are your guys. Like, I think these are the guys, and they were good last year. And that's what's so disappointing about it. I mean, I don't know. It sounds kind of probably cliche, but I think they got the talent. They just, I don't know. They don't got the chemistry. They don't got the fight in them. It's something. I don't know. What do you guys think? Sean, we've been trying to figure this out. Thanks for the phone call. And we're not the only ones. I mean, the whole med organization, Gordon, is trying to figure this out. Because on paper, this should work. Like it worked last year. Uh, You knew you had to look. You knew you had flaws. You know you didn't figure out the DH position. But nevertheless, you still were able to win over 100 games. Yeah, you messed up and lost the division to Atlanta. But still, you won 100 games. You were one of the top teams going into the postseason. And then you get wiped out. It's, it's like it's almost like they never recovered from losing the series with Atlanta last year, Gordon. Yeah. It's well, crazy. I mean, you, you, you still have Scherzer from, from last year. He was on last year's team, but he was a far better version last yes. year. Mm-hmm. Um, Verlander has not been good. Uh, you don't have Bassett, who was kind of like that stabilizing force. Senga's been okay. Carrasco's had his moments, but the rotation has not been nearly as strong as it was a year ago. And to me, that's where it starts because that, exp- that impacts the other part, which is a weakness, which is the bullpen. The Mets don't have a real great bullpen. So when your your big-time starters, Scherzer and Verlander, are a lot of times only going five innings, and the Mets rotation as a whole does not pitch deep into games. I think that they were like one of the – they have the fewest innings out of the the rotation so far this year or something along those lines where they're averaging about five innings a start. Mm -hmm. That's going to expose – so that's two – the Mets have a lot deeper problems than that, but that's two right off the bat. 
Marvin's in the car. What's up, Marvin? Hey, what's going on, uh, Damer, Larry, big time fan, uh, first time, long time. Um, I just wanted to make a couple points about uh, Billy Epler. I feel like uh, there's a it's like a parallel between him and uh, Brody Van Wagenen in terms of the decision making. Um, when you think about uh, the trade, the move to get a Scherzer, you know we knew we weren't getting Scherzer in his prime, and then. We double down, and and then we get Verlander. I know we got the Cy Young last year, and we're hoping to catch lightning in a bottle again this year, but it's like we're falling into the same trend. And then my last point is when it comes to the hitting, even when uh, back when uh, uh, when DeGrom was in his prime, how many times has mm-hmm. he single-handedly won the game, you know, with his hitting and his pitching, you know? And it's hitting has always been a problem for years. And that's like one of the last things that Epler is addressing. You know, he's going after these aged, aged pitchers, and that's not what we, really what we need. You know, and I know we have, we got Marte, we got um, uh, Canna, and we got Lindor. But even Lindor, he hasn't really performed like he has when he was with the Cubs. So it's like hitting has never been addressed. And I think once we actually address that, that's when we actually make a turn in the right direction because we got a taste of you know, a successful team last year. Mm-hmm. And now we're back into where we were again. And it's hard to see that as a Mets fan. But thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Marvin. You're right. Lindor, Cleveland's Lindor, Gordon, the total <clears throat> package has not, has not made it to City Field. I just, did, I just did some quick uh, research there. Mets rotate, uh, excuse me, Mets ERA as a team last year for the whole year, was 3.57. This year, so far, it's 4.59. So a run higher a game. And their starters was even more stark. Thank you. 3.61 from the starters last year. This year, it's almost five. Hmm. It's not good. No. And, and last year, they were fifth in starter ERA in all of baseball for the whole season, even with the DeGrom injury, even with Scherzer being in and out of the, the rotation. This year, there's only four teams that are worse, Royals, Reds, A's, and Rockies. There's no question that Bassett was a key move on that team. He was a key number three. Mm-hmm. And the guy who you thought was going to be your number three, you haven't seen yet in Quintana. You haven't seen him. Nope. So, so I mean, Senga was – even if, if Senga was – Pitching the way he was right now, it would be okay if Quintana was here because he'd be your fourth starter. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? So yeah. if your fourth starter, you can afford to, you know, you got a little more leeway with your fourth starter. But him as the third starter, especially when the first two have not been consistent, it's a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, right? no and question. Then, and, and then Carrasco, as we've mentioned. And, and like we said earlier, McGill and Peterson, who were excellent last year and filling in. Now, Peterson's pitching well tonight, give him credit. 63 pitches in the fourth inning, though, Gordon. I mean, how soon, how far is he going to go? <laughs> you know, here we go again, having maybe going to the bullpen early, but he's pitching well. But this is the Peterson we saw last year. McGill, I didn't even recognize this guy from le- compared to last year. He's a totally different pitcher. Totally yeah. different. Yeah, everything that could go right last year went right up until this point last year. Everything that can go wrong this year has gone wrong this year. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>